You're listening to City Edge Church. For more information, go to cityedgechurch.com.au. Hopefully you're all enjoying life and loving life at the moment. Um, at the moment, the past couple of years, it seems like life's been hard to enjoy every moment. It's been hard, the busyness of it all, coronavirus, the non-stop pace, that grumpy next-door neighbour, the massive account at work that was meant to be finished two months ago, but somehow it's still going. Um, that, that person that's on your back at work, the stresses of life can often make it hard to, as the old saying goes, stop and smell the roses. I'm sure um, some of you might be thinking, well, this preacher started off a massive bummer. I'm now thinking about work, the stress of it for this week, but but I'm getting to a point with this. As most of you know, last week Sarah was in hospital and um, it's pretty hard to take delight in life when someone you love is in hospital, but God actually plays this on my heart, what's, what's interesting, and it's certainly um, challenging me. This preach definitely challenged me, actually. Even challenged me this morning when I was stuck behind a learner driver, but that's all right. Um, so as Sarah was was in hospital. We'll just as you do these days in hospital. You're just waiting around. There's not much to do. There's not much you can do. Um, yeah, we're just waiting, waiting in the ward with the odd echo of some ladies in labour. Trust me, if you've heard this before, it's it's a great time to start praying. Literally, it, it scares the life out of you. So. <laughs> um, I started to think about, about this old phrase about stopping and smelling the roses, or in modern terms, taking delight in things. I'm sure if I brought this term up or asked one of the ladies in labour about taking delight in all aspects of life, even when things are hard, I'm sure I wouldn't have been standing for much longer than that. But, it's, but seriously, this is what I want to talk about today. As Christians, we've been set apart through Christ, and we need to take delight in our Lord and Saviour. So today we're going to be looking at taking delight in the Lord and how that affects our lives, the way we can serve and how and live our lives, and the, and all the delight that we have in Christ, our Savior. So to kick it off, the word meaning of delight is to great is to take great pleasure of something. So just keep that in the back of your minds with the the meaning of it. So saying that, as you all know, we're working for the Psalm. So today that's where we're going to go first straight away. Is we're going to read Psalm thirty seven. There is 40 verses, so, so bear with me as, as we go through it. But if you'd like to turn to it, um, please read with me as well. So, Psalm 47. It's titled, He'll Not Forsake You Saints. So, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade away like grass and wither, wither like green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you your desire of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord and trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourselves over the one who prospers in, the, in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it only tends to evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a little while, just a little while, the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will be, not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. 
the wicked plot against the righteous and, ga- and gashes his teeth at him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend their bows to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those who, whose way is upright. Their sword shall enter their own heart, their bows shall be broken. Better is the little that the righteous has than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and the heritage will remain forever. They will not be put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine they have abundance. But the wicked will perish. The enemies of the Lord are like the glory of pastures. They vanish like the smoke that vanishes away. The wicked borrows but does not pay back. The righteous is generous and gives. For for those blessed by the Lord shall inherit the land. Those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of men are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he falls, he shall not be cast headlong. For the Lord upholds his hand. I've been young and now I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously. His children become become a blessing. Turn away from evil and do good, so you shall dwell forever. For the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell upon it forever. The mouth of the righteous utter wisdom, and his tongue speaks justly, justice. The law of his, of his God is on his heart, and his steps do not slip. The wicked watches for the righteous and seeks to put him to death. The Lord will not abandon him to his power or let him be condemned when he is brought to trial. Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you and inherit the land. You will look on, the, look on when the wicked are cut off. I've seen the wicked, ruthless, spreading himself like a green laurel tree, but he passes away, and behold, he has no more. Though I sought him, he could not be found. Mark the blameless, and behold the upright, for there is a future for a man of peace, but the transgressors shall be altogether destroyed. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. The Lord helps him and delivers him. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because he takes refuge in him. Cool. So we got we got to the end of the psalm. Um, don't worry if you didn't get all of it because we'll revisit the verses that, that we need to. Um, but as you can see, it's, it's a pretty amazing and encouraging psalm for those who believe. But if you don't believe, it's also pretty clear on that. Throughout the psalm, you can see two... Um, to contrast, the victory of the Lord compared to the ones that forsake the Lord, and you see the outcomes. Um, so today we're, we're going to be looking at some keys um, to allow us to live in the delight that we have in the Lord. The first key to delighting in the world, uh, in the world, sorry, <laughs> the first key to delighting in the Lord, wouldn't you know it, is to delight in the Lord. Seems funny enough, but basically it's not about us, it's about Christ. When we focus on Christ, it's easy to delight through the hard times and through the bad times. We see the two contrasts and the two sides in the psalm. In the psalm, it's constantly saying, do not fret. And more often than not, after it says, because of the Lord. Not because of what we've done and what we can do, but because of the Lord. But because the Lord will step in, do not fret. For those who are saved, you're on the winning side. You're on the side of righteousness. Some of the verses in Psalm 37 that say this is verse 6. It says, He'll bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as noonday. 
Verse 17, For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, and the Lord upholds the righteous. 25, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous, righteousness forsaken, or his children begging for bread. Verse 29, The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell upon it forever. We are made righteous through Christ alone. Nothing we can do, all through what he has done. Christ came to bring us salvation, a way out of a life full of hopelessness, and lead us back to a place of hope and trust and with God. Romans 5, 8 to 11. Most of us know this really well, but it says, But God showed his love for us, for while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more now we reconcile shall be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. What amazing hope and a delight that we have in Christ. Romans really gives us incredible insight on just how amazing Christ is, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us for to bring us justification. There's no physical example you could set to even show how much this means or how much it is um, but through Christ he died for us why we're still sinners he died he knew he wasn't going to fail God's plans never fail for those who are chosen by him are made righteous and through the righteousness of Christ we gain salvation new life hope and through Christ we've been made righteous how can we not delight in the Lord through all that he's done for us through being made righteous by Christ, we are reconciled back to God, as it says in Romans. For while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son. Much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. We see a key in here as well in delighting in the Lord. We see the word rejoice, um, what is also a word for delight. We rejoice in the things that we delight in. We, we can rejoice in God through Christ because we have been saved and reconciled back to God through Christ and through him only. We now delight and rejoice in God, whose wrath we justly deserve, we are saved from. Through Christ, we, we have changed sides that we see in the psalm. We were once on the enemies of God's side, and now we're on the side of righteousness. One made right through Christ and Christ alone. Once again, we see the contrast of us going from once cursing God and being in a place to suffer his wrath to a place where we now praise the same one who brings the wrath on our enemies. We see the two contrasts in all things. Sorry, my laptop's telling me I need to update it. Not a great time. Um, the only safe place from the wrath of God is in God. We are saved from the wrath that we justly deserve and through the righteousness of Christ. How could we not rejoice and be delighted in our Lord through the amazing gift that we did not deserve, that while we were still sinners, he died for us? We see that the only way to be made righteous is through faith, what we also receive from Christ. So Romans 5, 1-7. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace. With God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. We rejoice 
in hope of the glory of God. Not only that we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given out to us. For a while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly, for the one who sacredly died for a righteous person, though perhaps a good person would even dare to die. Through Christ we are made righteous, through Christ we, through Christ we are given faith so that we can be saved and have salvation. Salvation and faith in Christ builds in us endurance that produces character inside us, not the character that once was full of desires for our own behalf, but now we have been created through Christ, a character that glorifies him. How, how we live our lives. We also see it in Psalm 37 of this character being built in verses 30 and 31. The mouth of righteousness utters wisdom and his tongue speaks justice. The law of God is on his heart. His steps do not slip. These verses give us great insight that we are being changed changed by being saved by God through the righteousness and the faith. It builds character in us that we also see in Romans 5. Through Christ we are saved. Um, we are changed. We are, and as we are changed, our character brings glory to him in all that we do. We should live our lives out to glorify him. We are constantly being changed by Christ and our character to reflect him more and more. We need to represent him as well. And through our salvation in him brings us delight and a place of rejoicing that we should see in our character. We're being changed to live our lives in delight in what Christ has done for us. We need to delight in Christ in whom we love as he sets examples to others um, the glory of God. For example, um, I'm sure we've all had this situation, but when we're running late for work and all of a sudden we get stuck at boom gates. And it's not just the one train that goes past, but the three, and we're sitting there for 10 minutes. Who loves these moments? Who takes delight in these moments? I'm sure most of us have some pretty choice words to say in these scenarios. But there is an example of someone that loves them. My nephew, Charlie. So, while mum and dad might be in the car complaining that they have to wait 10 minutes, don't get me wrong, Jen and John don't complain, they have an amazing marriage. That's not what I'm saying here. Please don't take that. But as they, they're sitting at the boom gates, I got you, mate, all good. <laughs> But as, as, as they're sitting at the boom gates, they might be grumbling that they're stuck there for 10 minutes. But in the back seat, Charlie is delighted every moment because he loves those trains. He may, he, um, he's not concerned about what's going on in his life at the moment. He's not, he may have just been throwing a massive tantrum because his sister looked at him weirdly. But in that moment, he's full of delight because his beloved trains are flying by. And he has full interest in those trains. He can tell you the colours. He can tell you the type of train. He can tell you everything out of that delight for that one train. In example, we see he may have been upset. He may have been in a mood. He may have been in, in just a shocking tantrum. But in that moment, when he sees that train, he's full of delight for that moment. As, as we have been saved... It should be the same in our own lives. As we're saved, we take delight in God. Um, through all aspects of life, no matter what's happening around us, we can take delight in what Christ has done for our lives. And we look at that. In that moment, we should have that delight. Um, as another example, we should allow that, um, that delight to come through with us when we're representing God and he puts us into situations where we can be an example to God. 
I'm, I'm fairly sure I've never heard a testimony of a guy that says, I was really grumpy one day and I saw this Christian that was twice as grumpy. And man, I was attracted to that. That's what brought me and saved me. The just ultimate grumpiness of I was up here, but I could be down here. That's not what it's about. But when we're saved and we show the delight of God, we're setting an example where Christ has been glorified through us and they see something that they don't have and that's what's attractive to other people. As Don't get me wrong, we all go through hard times in life, but as it said in Romans, we need to endure and that endurance builds character and as that character is built, we're glorifying Christ through that character. All right, on to the, on to the next key. So the third key into delighting in Christ is it's Christ's way or the highway. ACDC did get something right in their songs. It, the highway is the right way to hell. So um, when we do it our way, it's not the ways of the Lord. And we see what happens to the people that are the enemies of the Lord. Their plans do not prevail. But when it's done in Christ's way, their plans prevail. So there's Psalm 37, uh, verse 23 and 24. It says, The steps of man are established by the Lord when we delight in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. We need to be walking in the plan that Christ has for us. Not bringing in our own ideas of how we should follow, how we think life should go, but we need to fully be, have our eyes fixed on Christ in the way that he's called us to live. The way Christ has called us to live, he has established our steps. He has a plan for each one of us. Um, yeah, his, his plan is perfect. Through Psalm 37, we see the full picture of the righteous and the wicked, the two contrasts. The wicked may prosper on the earth and have riches, but it'll be all taken away at the end. As it says in Psalm 37, in verses 1 and 2, Fret not yourselves, because evildoers do not be envious of their wrongdoing, for they will soon fade away like grass and wither like green herb. Then verses 8 to 17, Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil, for evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a little while, the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at this place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. The wicked blots out the righteousness. He, the gashing of te- he gashes teeth at him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees the day is coming. The wicked drew the sword and bends the bows to bring down the poor and the needy. They slay the way of those who ain't upright. Their sword shall enter their own heart. Their bows shall be broken. Better is the little that the righteous has than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. Then in 38 to 40 it says, But the transgression shall shall be altogether destroyed. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers the wicked and saves them. So Psalm 37 is very clear as we've gone through the two contrasts that the Lord has a plan for every person, whether saved or unsaved. He knows the way of the wicked, and he knows how those ways are going to turn out. He's a plan for the righteous, and he knows how those plans are going to turn out. God knows exactly what's going to happen. Take joy in that. Through Christ, we are saved through God's wrath. And allow that delight in the plan to influence others and to reveal the glory of Christ to others. Take courage that no matter what people are doing, evil against you or not, take heart because God has a plan. God is a just God. Don't stress. 
because your God has your days planned out, and ultimately you know the end. Take delight in in Christ, who has saved you from His wrath. What may, it makes life a lot less complicated. God has a plan for your lives. He has established it. He's established where each of your steps will go, and He was faithful. He went to the cross knowing His plan will succeed. There's no way the plan He has for your life is going to fail. The Lord will uphold you because he has established your steps. These, these verses about a plan in Psalm 37 also relate back to a well-known scripture that we all know in Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for your welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you'll call on me and come and pray to me. I will hear you, you will seek me, and you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. At the end of that verse is it brings us to key four of growing in delight the Lord and how we can do it. Jeremiah 11 says, Seek the Lord and pray to him. Seek him and you will find him when you seek him with all your heart. When God is number one in your life, um, that's when he reveals himself to you. It's also backed up in Psalm 37. So in verse 3, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Commit your ways to the Lord and trust in him. He will act. In verse 7, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the ones who prosper in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. And 34, Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you in, to inherit the land. You will look on the wicked uh, are cut off. We see here, all through the Bible, the key, to spend, the key is spending time with God. Um, in the in the Word, by praying, by having a relationship with Him, it's not a when you're saved. It's not a one way relationship. It's a two way relationship. It's very hard to have delight in something that um, does not have your full attention. Like Charlie with the trains, in that moment, his attention is fully on the trains. As Christ is our source of delight, the delight does not come from us; it comes from Him. We should be spending more time and seeking Him out in all situations what influences our life and will directly influence how we endure life and how our character is changed to glorify Him. As we went through before, uh, faith in Christ, um, as we went through before, through faith in Christ, our characters are changed and, are called, and we are called to put Him number one. Spend time with Him, seek Him out, put Him in that number one place in your life. And the more and more your character will be changed, the more and more you delight in the small things and in Christ. Spend time with him. Seek him out. Allow him to change your character as he is the source of our salvation, making him the source of all things that we delight in. Have joy. It should influence... uh, And have joy. This should influence the character as you spend more time growing and delighting in the things of the Lord. If we allow the world to influence our character, then we'll be changed by world standards. But if we allow the word of God to change our character, then we'll be changed, slowly changed into his image. Um, as it says in John seventeen fourteen, I've given them the, your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Just as I'm not of the world, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. We are saved, we are sanctified by Christ. We need to be changed by the truth of Christ and represent that to the world. We have the tools to use, the word, we, have, we can pray, we can spend time. And um, through this we'll be changed. 
even when times get hard, we'll, as it said in Romans, we'll rejoice as this builds character. And as our character is changed by the word, we're changed to represent Christ. Um, yeah. And we have, the, we have the word, what is truth, to guide us through life. And all we need to do is seek him with all our heart and he'll be there and we'll find him. Take delight in the one who is the source of all delight. What brings me to the last key, um, you may have picked up in Psalm 37 where there is a direct verse to delighting in the Lord. You might be wondering why I haven't brought it up yet, but this last we had to cover the other stuff before we covered that. So verse 4 in Psalm 37 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desire of your heart. Now, before you start rubbing your hands together saying, here comes that new Ferrari, here comes that new Gucci bag, um, there's a reason why I left this to last. We don't delight ourselves in the Lord because he's going to make us rich. He's going to give us our heart's desires. That's completely missing the point of the gospel and being saved. That's called the prosperity gospel. And if we're believing in that, then we've completely missed the point of what Christ has done for us. Um, as as we had just been over, as we're saved by Christ, through Christ, it all comes through Christ, our delight, um, our future, our hope, then as we are changed, as our character is built, as we're changed, our heart's desire is to see God glorified. Um, all our desires get pushed out of the way. When he's number one in our lives, and truly number one, then our character is changed. Our heart's desires become his heart's desires. Now, don't get me wrong, you might be blessed with that Ferrari, you might get blessed with that Gucci bag, or you might even get blessed with a 50-cent bag of lollies. In the end, that's not your heart's desire. It's not what the object that you are desiring. As you've been changed by Christ, it's to see Christ glorified and Christ's desire and his plan to come through. And when we take delight in the Lord, our heart's desires are to see Christ glorified, and his plan will come into full effect. And we know this from the Word. Take faith and delight. As John, John Piper actually put it, God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him. Um, take delight in all aspects of Christ. I might leave it there for today. So as we go through life, remember to keep Christ number one, that it's not what we've done, but what he's done. Through that, we take delight in his salvation. And yeah, enjoy life. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to City Edge Church. For more information, go to cityedgechurch.com.au.